Welcome to Rama for Today Radio. The outward man is not the real you. The outward man is only the house you live in. The inward man is the real you. Before we can understand how God will guide us through our spirits, we must first find out what the spirit is. This inward man, or as he is called by Peter, the hidden man of the heart is the spirit of man. Welcome to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagen. Today we're beginning a new series for this week by Kenneth E. Hagen from our timeless teachings. Stay tuned for the series How You Can Know the Will of God. Also, later in today's program, I'll give you the details on how you can get this month's special offer. Right now, let's listen to Brother Hagen's message. We greet you, friends, again today in the name of our Lord and Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. If you have your Bibles, I'd like you to turn with me to Romans, the 8th chapter, and also to Proverbs, chapter 20, verse 27. Now, while you're finding those two openings, Romans, chapter 8, verse 14, and Proverbs, chapter 20, 27, let me say this to you that I'm going to speak to you today on how you can know the will of God. Now then we're going to read from Romans chapter 8 verse 14 first. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Then in Romans 8:16 it reads, The Spirit itself beareth witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. Proverbs chapter 20 verse 27 reads, The Spirit of man is the candle of the Lord, searching all the inward parts of the belly. Now the writer of the book of Proverbs said that the spirit of man is the candle. The margin, I believe, reads the lamp of the Lord. That means that God will enlighten us and guide us through our spirits. See, we're talking about guidance or how to know the will of God. Many times, however, we seek guidance every other way except the way that God said it was going to come. We judge by our own physical senses. But nowhere does God say that he will guide us in that area. Two, we often look at things from a mental standpoint. But God said that the spirit of man is the candle of the Lord, which means that he will guide you through your spirit. You see, friends, man is a spirit being. He does have a soul, and he lives in a physical body. But he is a spirit being, because he's made in the likeness of God. Jesus said that God is a spirit. When the body is dead and in the grave, man, which is spirit, lives on. Paul, in speaking of physical death, said in Philippians 1.23, For I am in a strait betwixt two, having a desire to depart and be with Christ, which is far better. To show that he was talking about physical death, he then said in the 24th verse, Nevertheless, to abide in the flesh is more needful for you. He was saying, I'm going to depart. I'm going to be with the Lord. Now who was he talking about when he said I? He was not talking about his body, for his body wasn't going to depart. 
We know that we'll have a new body one day, that it will be raised from the dead. But you see, the inward man is renewed day by day, 2 Corinthians 4.16 said. There is an outward man and an inward man. The outward man is not the real you. The outward man is only the house you live in. The inward man is the real you. Before we can understand how God will guide us through our spirits, we must first find out what the spirit is. This inward man, or as he is called by Peter, the hidden man of the heart is the spirit of man. 1 Peter chapter 3, 4. Let me restate that. This inward man, or as he's called by Peter in 1 Peter 3, 4, the hidden man of the heart is the spirit of man. When the Bible speaks of the heart, it's speaking of the spirit, the inward man. This inward man is a spirit man, or the hidden man. This is the real man. When Paul says in 2 Corinthians 5, 17, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. He's talking about the inward man, the real man. You certainly didn't get a new body when you were born again. You've got the same body you always had. I say to people quite often, when you were born again, if you're bald-headed, you're still bald-headed. If you're blue-eyed, you still got blue eyes. If you had wrinkles in your face, you've still got wrinkles in your face. No, when Paul was talking about 2 Corinthians 5, 17, therefore if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature, he was not talking about the body being made new. He's talking about the real you, the man on the inside who has become a new man in Christ. Now a lot of times our terms are so indistinct in describing things that they're confusing. It would be better to say them as the Bible says them. For instance, in 1 Thessalonians 5.23, Paul prays for the church at Thessalonica. Now he said this, I pray God, your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless under the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now Paul begins with the inside of man and comes to the outside. He begins with the inward man, which is spirit. I pray God your whole spirit. Now he comes to the outside and soul and body. See, he begins with the inward man and comes to the outward man. Usually people misquote that verse and they put the body first instead of the spirit because they're more body conscious than they are spirit conscious. I've heard it quoted so many times and very seldom do you ever hear anybody quote it right. They always say that Paul prayed that your whole body, soul, and spirit, but he didn't. He prayed your whole spirit, soul, and body. Now we need to reverse the order uh, that most people put this in, put body first, and become more spirit conscious than body conscious. We will not be able to get what God's saying to us in our spirit, spiritual things will be indistinct to us until we become spirit conscious. The more spirit conscious we become, the more real the leading of the Lord will be to us. We need to think of ourselves as spirit beings, possessing souls and living in bodies. Our thinking has been so wrong on this for years that we have confused the whole issue.
some of the leading Bible scholars in our land seem startled when I ask them, what is the difference between the spirit of man and the soul of man? Well, so many times they said to me, well, I've always thought they were the same. Many times, the way the terms are used in preaching, the impression is left that the spirit and the soul are the same. But they are not. Hebrews 4.12 said, For the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit. Hebrews 4.12 We are not able to divide them as we ought because we are more soul conscious than spirit conscious. But then again, if they can be divided, then they couldn't be the same. Now, in referring to the spirit of man, in much of our preaching, we mistakenly call it the soul. I think this will help us to understand the spirit of man even better. 1 Corinthians 14, 14, where Paul said, For if I pray in an unknown tongue, my spirit prayeth, but my understanding is unfruitful. Now you see, uh, especially all full gospel people, charismatic people, Pentecostal people should understand this because they know that when they pray in an unknown tongue, just as Paul says here, their understanding is unfruitful, but my spirit, he said, prayeth. Now our understanding is a part of our soul. Paul said, my understanding's unfruitful. I didn't pray out of my soul, out of my intellect, or my mind, or even out of my emotions. That wasn't my soul praying. He said, if I pray in an unknown tongue, my spirit prayeth. Now, I like the expression used here in Proverbs 20, 27. The spirit of man is the candle of the Lord, searching all the inward parts of the belly. Jesus said, If any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. He that believeth on me, as the scripture hath said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. But this spake he of the Spirit, which they that believe on him should receive, for the Holy Ghost was not yet given, because that Jesus was not yet glorified. Now that's John's Gospel, 7th chapter, the 37th through the 39th verse. As a result of receiving the Holy Spirit, notice this text said, Out of the belly shall flow rivers of living water. Another translation said, Out of the innermost being shall flow rivers of living water. The Amplified Translation of 1 Corinthians 14, 14 says, For if I pray in an unknown tongue, my spirit, by the Holy Spirit within me prays. When you pray in tongues, it comes out of your innermost being, your spirit. Therefore, when we read, The spirit of the man is the candle of the Lord, searching all the inward parts of the belly, we see that the spirit of man is our innermost being, the real man. The spirit of man is the part of man that's born again and receives eternal life, that becomes a new creature in Christ Jesus. 
The soul is not the innermost being at all. It is not the soul that is born again. The saving of the soul is a process. The epistle of James was written to Christians. It wasn't written to sinners. Uh, yet in the very first chapter he said, James 1.21, Receive with meekness the engrafted word which is able to save your souls. A man's spirit, the innermost being, the innermost man, the real man, receives eternal life and is born again. But his intellect and emotions which compose the soul still have to be dealt with. They are not born again. They are renewed. You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. Call now to get this month's special offer. Two CDs, How You Can Know the Will of God by Kenneth E. Hagan, plus the single CD and mini book, Where Do We Go From Here by Ken Hagan. These three items together are just $19.95. Don't delay. Call today. Call 1-888-FAITH-99. That's 1-888-FAITH-99. Or if you prefer, write Kenneth Hagen Ministries. Our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. Don't forget, for faster service, order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Now, let's join Ken and Lynette Hagen. Hey, and listen, if you're around our area uh, here on the 24th, we have a special carols, or candlelight carols and mm -hmm. communion at, at 5 p.m. in the main auditorium here. That's right. And it is one of the, I mean, people come from all over. I mean, yes. we got a lot of people I mean, I had somebody ask me the other day, are you having the, the carols and candlelight yes. sir, in communion? And I said, yes. They said, well, we want to come. They don't even come to our church. I know, but they come today. It's beautiful. But they come because oh. they say it's it's one of the best uh, Christmas Eve deals that, that yes. they've ever been to. They like it. And one guy said, the reason I like it is because you do it at 5. Mm -hmm. Try to get us out by 6, no later than 6.15, mm -hmm. 6.20. We still have time to get home and to... Uh, have celebrations and so forth and so on. So, hey, That's right. if you're in our area uh, on the 24th, 5 p.m., right in the Rama uh, Auditorium, Rama Church yes. Auditorium. Tomorrow on Rama for Today, we continue with the teaching by Kenneth E. Hagan, How You Can Know the Will of God. Thanks for listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan.